0: And welcome in the head coach of the St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube, after we find out yesterday that hockey is coming back on January 13th. Craig, great to talk to you this afternoon, sir. Uh, I'm assuming Christmas came early for you, just like it did for Curbs and I yesterday when we found out that January 13th is the start date.
2: Yeah, we're excited, obviously, uh, getting getting back to playing hockey and, uh, you know, guys are guys are ready. Our guys have been here, you know, skating, getting ready, and uh, everybody's excited.
1: Craig, you and I talked after the bubble situation, and one of the things that you mentioned when you when you said that you were looking back on it, and you you were saying you'd hoped that we had more guys kind of in town early and kind of prepping like some of the other teams did a little bit more in advance. Are, are you excited to see the fact that that has happened here, and almost like that was a learning curve on how to get ramped up quicker right now?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, our guys, we've been skating here as a, you know, as a team for a while and, you know, guys are training hard. <clears throat> so everybody, I think, really, uh, you know, understood what happened in, in the bubble last last season. Uh, very disappointed, obviously. And, uh, you know, preparation is so important in, in this game and as it is in, in all sports. But, you know, your preparation, it starts before training camp. And we all know that, you know, in normal years, guys are coming into training camp, they're all ready to go, and then you got a month of camp. So and this is different yet because camp's going to be short, and you're not going to have exhibition games. So, you know, we're going to have to really uh, get prepared within that, you know, the ten gate, ten days of camp we have.
0: Craig, you were you were an assistant uh, coach in the NHL during that lockout season where it was 48 games, and that one was kind of like a sprint to the finish line, of course, with uh, 48 games in a short amount of time. Uh, what kind of difference is going to be with this one? That's more games, but it seems like it's going to be a lot more played in a short amount of time.
2: Well, yeah, there's a lot of games in, in, in a short amount of time, so you're going to need bodies. That's, a, that's really going to be really important for sure. Hopefully, you know, you could stay, you know, injury-free, uh, you know, to some extent. But, um, you know, that's that's all going to play into it. You know, rest and, and all that stuff is going to be really important. You know, <clears throat> going back to that 48-game one, that's a little bit different than this one because, you know, you played in your conference. Uh, this one's only in your division. So we're playing each team eight times. You know, there, there's going to be some pretty good rivalries going on for sure. And uh, you're going to know your, you're, gonna, you're really going to know your opposition as good as you've ever known them because you're, that's all you're focusing on and you're playing. So it'll be a little bit different, but uh, that rest and, and, and trying to stay injury-free will be really important.
1: What does it mean for you guys as coaches and a coaching staff to know that, okay, at least from a preparation standpoint right now, you are going in to prepare for seven teams?
2: Well, you can really dial it in um like i said you know you can you can take these teams and really dissect them you know as much as you want it's it's definitely a lot easier uh in that way pre-scouting uh than it is in normal years you know you're, you're traveling all over you're playing east west everywhere so uh, you don't get to see a lot of these teams a lot of times um when you within a normal season but for this season coming up, we're going to see these teams plenty, so we're really going to know our opposition very well.
1: you know from a travel standpoint, being in the west uh and, and again, I keep trying to say this to people, but like if you're in the central, a flight to Tampa or Miami is about as long sometimes as one out west for so for with where St. Louis is. but having said that when in a normal situation the blues would go out West and you'd play San Jose, Carolina, or I'm sorry, San Jose, Los Angeles, Anaheim, maybe Phoenix in there. And you always seem to be playing those in like a three games in four or five days scenario. And which I think is added to the difficulty of traveling out West along with the time zone change. But now in the scenario that's been proposed where you might go play two games in a city before you go to the next city, does that actually kind of help the adjustment of playing out West and time zone changes and how you can approach those games?
2: Yeah, I think so. You're going to go to, a, you know, you're going to go to Arizona. You're going to play them two games, say in three nights, okay? Then you're going to go to Anaheim again. You're going to play, you know, those two games in three nights. You're you're going to get some back-to-backs in there at some point, <clears throat> which is fine. But I think you know you're you're in one place for for a, a few days. You know what I mean? Then you go to the next city. You're there for a few days, so it, it's different that way. So I think, you know, the tra- travel. Well, you know, traveling out West, when you're out there, you're you're there for a significant amount of time and you're in one place for, for a, a good amount of time. So that's going to make it a little bit easier, I think, than normal scenarios.
0: Well, we're talking with Craig Berube, the St. Louis Blues head coach here on BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN, your home for the St. Louis Blues. He's on the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Craig, the taxi squad has been something that a lot of people have been talking about. And from what we learned yesterday, it seems like the teams will have the option of having four to six players on that taxi squad. I would imagine for any team, including yourselves, this is going to be beneficial because you mentioned it. You're going to need bodies when you're playing the same teams in the short amount of time that you're going to be playing. So this taxi squad really helps out the Blues in terms of having those players available at any time.
2: Yeah, definitely. You're going to need players. And you know it's important to keep those guys sharp and ready to go because they're going to be used. There's no doubt about it. in My mind, they're going to be used. Um, so it's it's going to be really important.
1: Craig, we we've often referred to Alexander Steen as in a lot of ways over his 13 years with the Blues as as the conscience of this of this team. And in some ways, maybe the conscience of the organization. What have you seen from whether it be Colton Pareko? Braden Shen, Tyler Bozak, Vladimir Tarasenko, Jaden Schwartz, David Perron, the whole list of Justin Falk, Marco Scandella. What have you seen from these other guys that gives you confidence that kind of that mantle of leadership shifting from a group that included Steen, Bollmeister, and Petrangelo to this group can be a seamless one?
2: Well, I think that, you know, when you're around guys like Steen and um, Petrangelo and Bollmeister for a significant amount of time, And you win with these guys as, you know, your leaders and players on your team. You know, you learn from them. You learn what it takes to um, be a real good leader, a pro, all the little things that go along with it. So I think our guys are uh, fortunate in that aspect of being around those guys and learning from them. Um, They've done a great job. I think they've left um, our organization, they left it in a better spot, um, which is great um those those guys are um not only real good hockey players but real good leaders in the locker room on the ice you know and i think our guys learn from them so our guys you know they pay attention to all those guys and on a day-to-day basis and what what they do and how they handle themselves and um our guys have a lot of respect for those guys so i think our guys learned uh from you know real good guys and uh you know that that gives us confidence that uh, they're going to be good leaders.
1: Craig, have you seen when when you're able to peek through the window as guys are skating around a little bit? Have you seen some things from uh, from a Jordan, Cairo and some of the younger players that uh, really encourages you in terms of steps they're continuing to progress in the right direction?
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I just you know when I see them coming to uh, the rink here uh, when they got here and the shape they're in already. That really shows me a lot. They know that last year wasn't good enough. They know that they got to get better. They know they got to be in better shape. And they've done that so far. So, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's, you know, it's it's just slowly getting better. Like, so they're going to be better players this year. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Uh, I think, you know, Thomas, Cairo, Blay, Sanford, these young guys are going to keep improving year in, year out. And I, I don't, I expect them to be better this year.
0: We got a couple more questions with the blues head coach Craig Beruby who's with us here on BK and Ferrario at 101 ESPN Craig the reports are out there at least yesterday from Jeremy Rutherford that Ryan O'Reilly is going to be named the next blues captain not to ask you to speculate on if he is the captain or not but from what you've seen over these last 2 years of O'Reilly as a leader on and off the ice what makes you believe that uh, that that he's ready for a bigger leadership role with this team
2: i i kind of went over that i think like a lot of our guys uh are ready for that you know um and he's he's just one of them if you look at the way he works day in and day out on the ice off the ice you know we all see it we all see him how much extra time he spends out on the ice uh, doing extra and you watch you know you watch how many guys are staying out there with him now (laughs) you know that's just leadership and uh you know so you don't really have to look much past that hey in this
1: covid situation craig especially when you when you deal with the goaltending perspective of any team in the nhl i think nhl teams should see if they could get a hold of the pope mobile from the vatican and make sure that their goaltenders are just traveling to and from everything in that vehicle so at least <laughs> until vaccines and everything get done the goalies stay safe goaltending is going to be a real interesting aspect of this uh, of this 56 game stretch isn't it
2: well no doubt it's it's huge uh you're gonna need both your goalies and you know hopefully not three <laughs> 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 you know there's a good op- good chance you're gonna need a third you know and uh it's a good point by you i mean keeping those guys healthy and safe is going to be so critical
1: what um, what can you tell us about Billy Huso and the kind of the scouting report that you've heard uh, over the last uh, year or two on him and, and and what you're seeing?
2: Yeah, well, I had Billy in the minors as a rookie. Uh, you know, I know him pretty well. He Ville's a t- talented goalie. He's got great size in the net. He he plays big in the net. Um, he's going to get in the way of a lot of shots. You know, that's a, you know that's a big kind of the the way I can describe him. You know, he's going to get in the way of a lot of shots. He's a talented goalie. Um, you know, I think that, um, you know, he's excited about getting an opportunity to play in the NHL this year, and it's, he's going to play a big role. So, you know, we're excited, too. Uh, we, You know, he's been down in the minors the last three years and learning and, and, and working on his game. And, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, he he can perform at a high enough level to be a real successful goalie up here for us.
0: Hey, Craig, before we let you go, uh, you talked about how these rivalries are going to be built up within these divisions. Of course, the Blues playing in the West. But I'm curious, because you played for Calgary, you played for Toronto, what do you think this Canadian division is going to be like? Because I would imagine playing all of these teams nine or ten times is going to create a lot of hatred between each other.
2: Oh, definitely. That Canadian division, it, that'll be a, a fantastic division. I think Canada will be super excited to, to watch that hockey. Um, You know, just, you know, you know, playing Toronto playing, say, you know, Montreal, how many times, you know, playing the Edmonton Oilers uh, with them, great players on that team, how many times that that Canadian side is is real competitive. You know, if you look at Toronto, uh, obviously have been a good team for the last two, three years and probably going to be even better this year. Montreal Canadians improved their team drastically this year. Uh, with Carey Price, and that that gives them, a, you know, a great opportunity to win a lot of games. Ottawa Senators are getting better. Edmonton Oilers are a good team. We all know that with the superstars, they have a team. Winnipeg Jets have been a real good team. Vancouver Connects are an up-and-coming team. Had a great run last year. I thought really, uh, you know, took some steps in the way they play the game and uh, and and winning. So it's a tough. It's going to be a real tough division out there.
0: Well, Craig, it's great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for taking some time out this afternoon and hopping on with us. I know you guys got a lot of work ahead before January 13th, but we're excited the season is coming back, and we look forward to uh, chatting with you once it gets underway.
2: All right. Thanks, guys, for having me. Take care, okay?
1: Thank you, Craig.